worship team is awesome tonight. Wow, it's good to be in the house of God. Are you doing okay tonight, Port Lincoln? Yeah, that wasn't convincing. Are you doing all right tonight, Port Lincoln? Yeah, it's better. They're awake. I knew they were awake. Well, I've had a great day. It's easy to have a great day when the sun's shining, don't you reckon? I just feel sorry for people that live in Melbourne. <laughs> Jesus got a sense of humor. He'll probably call me to Melbourne one day. Anyway, my name is Sean, and it's my privilege to be able to share with you tonight. And uh, if you were here this morning, you will uh, know I'm a children and family evangelist. I travel around Australia, around the world, talking to people about the fact that God loves kids and God loves families. And the truth is, is that you and I, whether you're 53, 83, 3, we're all God's kids. Who knows that, uh, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've got a dad, I've got a mum, and you've got a dad and a mum, whether or not you have great relationship, well, I'm not sure. But uh, there's nothing I can do to change the fact that my dad will always be my dad. Even if I'm taller than him, own more money than him, have more properties than him, smarter than him, he'll always be my dad, and I will always be his son. And you know what? You and I are children of God. And whether or not you're in love with Jesus this, this afternoon, or whether you're not, there is nothing you can do about the fact that God calls you his own. And that's what I love about the gospel. God takes people just as they are, just as they are, which is why it's such good news that God says, come as you are, and I will show you who you really are. It's such good news. And tonight, we want to have a great night, and, uh, because I don't believe that you should get out of bed to have anything less than a great day. Because the Bible says, this is the day that the Lord has made, and you should what? Rejoice and be glad in it. So even if you've got to get up in the morning, kids, and go to school, because you know you've got a fractions test, and you're like, instead of being bummer, we've got to go to work, and you've got to talk to a client you're really not looking forward to. You've got to have a conversation with someone you're not really not looking forward to. Guess what? Colossians 1.27 says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. You've got what the world needs. You've got what that person who's going to bring a bummer to your day, you've got what they need to stop them from being a bummer in your life. Have you ever thought about that? I've got the answer the world is looking for. And tonight I want to talk to you about being a witness for Jesus everywhere you go. But before we start, I know that some of you, I can just see you're like, Sean, I just want to dance. Just let me dance, please. If you weren't here this morning, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> Why would he say that? Well, I'm a, I, I'm a children's uh, songwriter, and uh, I love writing music for kids. And I'm passionate about, I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with old school Sunday school songs. Don't get me wrong. Old school Sunday school songs are great. But I, I think it's important to make sure that this generation, we do everything we can to connect. Everyone say connect. Because I can come and I can bring a message and it can be life-changing truth for you. And if I don't connect with you, it'll go in one ear and straight out the other. And we know this is true because kids, your parents have told you stuff before and you're like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. And then you didn't hear a thing they just said. And my wife does it to me. I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And she's, I'm like, and then I get in trouble. So I'm like, well, what did I do? You never told me to do that. She goes, I just told you. 
And so now I've learned, don't say, uh-huh, unless I really know what she says. And we have this thing in our family where it's called, are you in the same postcode? Which means, honey, are you listening to me? Do I have your attention? And you know what? God wants our attention tonight. God wants your attention every moment of every day because he wants to use you. It's my favorite person again. I picked on her last night at the concert. You're still so precious. I'm so happy you sat in the front row today. I didn't scare you off last night. God wants to use you every moment of every day. What if you're awakened to that? What if you went, God, I'm ready. God, I'm ready today. Going to school. God, use me today. Who can I help on my way to work? Going to get a coffee. Who can I bless today? Maybe you can't tell someone the good news of Jesus in the one minute you have to buy a coffee over the counter, but maybe you can smile. Maybe you can say, you're doing a great job today. You're awesome. How are you doing? I'm doing so good today. You know what we say then? How are you doing today? Oh, yeah, not bad. Why do you say, oh, yeah, pretty good? It's easy to say, I'm doing great, thanks. And even if you don't feel like you're doing great, this morning we talked about we don't live by our feelings because your feelings lie to you. Your feelings will lie to you. We live in truth. We live in truth. Someone can call you a loser. doesn't make it true. I said this morning, call that guitar a drum kit if you want. It doesn't make it true. And you might wake up feeling like you're no good. But guess what? You've got to talk yourself into truth. Hey, guess what? I'm going to have a great day today, even though I've got a fractions test, and I hate fractions. Today, I'm going to, I'm going to have a great day. And it doesn't matter if my boss is mean to me. It doesn't matter if my wife is mean to me. I hope she's not, but if she is, it doesn't matter if my mom or dad bust me for something that I didn't do. You can't steal my joy. How good's that? Nobody is supposed to be able to steal your joy. Nothing. Not a bill. Not a mortgage payment you can't pay. Not sickness. Nothing. Not the bully at school. You can't come in and go, going to take your joy. Can't take it. Can't take my joy. The only person who can take your joy is yourself because you give it away. And tonight, I want to start with a song. And I want it to be an encouragement to you. And this song's called Make Jesus Number One. And not just, oh yeah, I'll have Jesus number one, but let Jesus be the number one thing in your entire life. Every part from your head, the way you think, the way you speak, and the way you act. It's a bit of a rap song. And I can see the people of Port Lincoln. You guys know how to rap here, so that's good. Uh, so I didn't know how to rap. So if you don't know how to do something, here's my advice to all the grandparents out there. If you don't know what your grandkids are on about, just YouTube it. It's amazing. So I YouTubed how to rap and some African-American dude in gold chain showed me what to do. This is what you do. That's a true story. You get one hand like this, you bend it. Now, I'm not sure if they'll be rapping in heaven. I don't know if Jesus rap. We'll find out when we get there. Uh, but it goes like this, one hand in it, and it's all on the arm. It's called the flap, just like that. Now, this is, this is in. This is hippity hop. Now, if you do this, grandparents, when you pick your kids up from school in front of all their friends, here I am, grandkids, keeping up with the modern. They'll be like, you will be the, you will be the talk of the town, I'll tell you. I'm not sure if it'll be a good talk or not so good talk, but you're going to be popular. And uh, what you're going to do is I'm going to sing something. I want you to wrap it back to me. And it goes like this. Let me hear you sing, hey, oh, and you're going to sing back, hey, oh. Oh, man, you guys do know how to rap better than some of the city churches I've been to. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite you to stand all across this place. And I know we've got some introverts here tonight. I want to apologize seriously in advance to every person that dancing is awkward for you. You're feeling right now, you're going, 
why did we come tonight? I understand how you feel because I used to hate dancing. And, and it's a, I've got a really simple technique for you. All you do is you just take your pride. It's just here. And you go, and you take it out. You put it on your seat and you're like, ah, oh, I don't care what you think about me right now. It's awesome. And then you do this bad actions with me. And then when you sit down, you, can, you put it straight back in, pride restored. And then you can start caring what everyone thinks again. It's real easy. So we're going to do this song. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, let's rock this place. It's called Make Jesus Number One. Here we go. A bit like this. All right, put your hands together. You can clap along tonight. You got it. Check it. Coming at ya. Are you ready? Here we go. Get your hands up now. Everybody in the house, throw your hands in the air. Lift, lift, lift him up for a whip. Everybody in the house, stamp your feet on the ground. Can you hear the sound? When it comes down to a matter of faith, Jesus don't want second place. Lift his name in the air. You gotta make him famous everywhere. All right, this is the fun bit. So let me hear you sing, hey, uh. I sing way oh I say day oh Somebody make Jesus your number one I said hey oh I said way oh I said day oh You gotta make Jesus your number one How we go stomp stomp clap Stomp, stomp, clap. Little rap that I borrowed from Queen. Get back. Everybody in the house, throw your hands in the air. Lift, lift, lift him everywhere. Everybody in the house, feet on the ground. Can you hear, hear, can you hear the sound? When it comes down to a matter of faith, Jesus don't want second place. Lift his name in the air. You gotta make him famous everywhere. Here we go, everybody. Let me hear you sing. Hey, oh. Say way oh, I said day oh. Somebody make Jesus your number one. I said hey oh, I said way oh, I said day oh. Gotta make Jesus your number one. All right, put your heads together, one heart church. Come on now, here we go, kicking it back. We're kicking it back to a long time ago where Jesus and his disciples rode. He walked on the water and he healed the lame. He said to the people, be born again. The priests didn't like it, so they hung him on a cross, buried his body in an empty box. Three days later, they went to the grave. The angel said he rose again. Yes, he did. Everybody, let me hear you sing. Hey, oh, I said, way oh. I said, D-A-O, you gotta make Jesus your number one. I said, hey, oh, I said, way, oh, I said, D-A-O, you gotta make Jesus your number one. Hey, give yourself a big hand tonight. You can have a seat. Tell the person next to you, you were terrible. That was really bad. Like, wow. Some of the worst dancing I've ever seen. Ha! We're such an encouraging bunch. If you're visiting here tonight, we're, all, we're not always this weird. I'm just the guest weirdo this week. But you know what? There does come a point in life where you just, you just have to stop caring what everyone thinks. If you want to make a difference, you think about anybody in history who stood out, whether for right or wrong, they didn't care too much about what everyone thought. If you want your life to make a significant impact on history, 
you're going to have to just die to your pride. You're going to have to. And it's hard because everyone wants to feel cool. I want to feel cool. I don't want people to sit here tonight and be like, oh, my goodness, how awkward. This guy wants me to dance. Has he seen himself rap? He's really lame. Like, you just have to get over yourself. It's like you can look in the mirror and you can pick every fault with yourself. And the only reason you can pick a fault is because you compare yourself with someone else. If you never saw another human being on the planet, you wouldn't have anything to compare yourself to. You'd think you were perfect, right? The only reason you know you're not is because you see someone else and the eye, your eyes tell you they're better looking to or they're more talented. So therefore, you look in the mirror and you judge yourself by that. But God doesn't judge you like that because God made you in his image. So when God looks at you, he sees him. And he doesn't go, oh, bummer, man. I made a big mistake when I made you. No. God doesn't go, oh, Sean W. Smith. Yeah, talking to the angels in heaven. We really got that guy wrong. Yeah, he's a 33-year-old, but we accidentally stuck an 8-year-old boy inside of his body. Like, this guy's hyperactive, crazy. I mean, I always remember at school. I just I can't sit still, even now. You have a chat with me? I don't drink coffee. I don't eat a lot of sugar. I don't eat a lot. Oh, well, I did have a lolly frog tonight. But anyway, you know, like, and I'm, I'm always like this. I'm just, I'm, 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 this is my natural, my personality. I'm just exciting. And I used to think there's something wrong with me. I used to think there's something wrong with me. Why am I so hyperactive? But I never took ADHD pills. My mom and dad never gave them to me. They just made sure I didn't eat bad stuff. You just seen what my mom said? She said, thank you, Jesus. My son will be busy for you one day. I thought, what an amazing woman of God. I'm so thankful for parents that will speak life instead of going, oh, well, my son has a condition. I guess that's what we're going to have to put up with. Like, the God of all creation doesn't make mistakes. And I know sins come into the world and sins mess things up. But Jesus came to redeem you from the curse. Romans 8 verse 2 says this. I don't have the scripture. It's a different one. Romans 8 verse 2 says, the law of the spirit of life. Which means what Jesus did on the cross came to set you free from the law of sin and death. So what Jesus did, his blood cut off every curse of sin, every curse of sickness, curse of poverty, curse of fear. That's what, that's what sin is. The curse of sin is the curse of poverty, the curse of, death, uh, the curse of sickness, and the curse of fear. So if you're walking in fear and anxiety, you're living in the curse. And I'm not, you can still follow Jesus and be living under the curse because you've got to renew your mind. You've got to renew your mind. And the Bible says in Romans 8, 6, I've got this verse. I want to put it up for you. Look at this. I love this. I speak this every day, especially when I feel defeated. The mind that's governed, or another version says dominated. Everyone say dominated. Dominated me that when you have a wrestle with your brother or your sister, you know you're dominating when you're fully got your foot on their, their knee. You, know, you got them down, pinned down. My brother and I used to dominate one another in the wrestling, and unfortunately, he was six foot three and dominated me way more. So I just tickled him because he was ticklish. But anyway, the mind that is governed or dominated by the flesh, which means to think like the world, means to think under the curse of sin. Like, I'm always going to be sick. Whenever we're always going to be poor. Or this is, I'm just going to have a bad day. All this kind of stuff. Is, it leads to death. Or another version says, it's like a dead end. You're not going to go anywhere fast. You can follow Jesus in that path. You can still go to heaven, but you're not going to love life along the way. You're going to be weak and un unvictorious your whole life. And you're going to come to church and feel defeated. And you're going to need someone to encourage you every week to make yourself feel good. 
right? And when you don't get that and you come and serve on church and the pastors and come and give you a pat on the back and go, you're doing such a great job this week. You feel like, what's the point of serving? Pastor comes up to you and says, hey, look, we, we think that maybe you're not quite in the right role and maybe we've got somewhere else for you to serve. You get all offended and get all upset because you're living under condemnation. You're living under the curse of sin. That's not God's plan. Look at this. But the mind that's governed by the Spirit, by the Holy Spirit in you, is life and peace. So if you have depression, are you living in life and peace? No. If you struggle with anxiety, are you living in life and peace? No. Does God not love you anymore? No. Does God not care that you're going through that? Of course he does. But Jesus made a way that you wouldn't have to live like that, but you have to choose every day to say, this is who I am. So it says, the mind that is governed. So it means you can choose to have your mind governed by what God says or by what the world says, which is your feelings. Whenever you, whenever you hear someone say the world, you should always replace it with my feelings because your feelings are governed by the law of sin and death. Your spirit is governed by God. Your spirit is in direct communication with God. God, the Bible says, put his spirit in you. You've got a little bit of God in you. The Bible says you can think, I have the mind of Christ. Because, not because you're so smart, because you've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. So you can think like God. You can talk like God. You can see people the way God does. You have to let your mind be dominated by what God says. Kids, this will change your life. This will change your life. If you begin to go, today, God help me to see the way you do. God, help me to think the way you do. This is what we've got to learn to do. This is why Kids Church is not a babysitting program. Right? It's not. We go out there to help raise kids who know who they are. So when they get bullied, they don't become part of the 25. Did you know 25%? 20 to 25. I think the actual statistic is about 21.2, but I just rounded up to 25. 20 to 25% of primary school age children suffer with some form of mental health disorder. Did you know that? Uh, anxiety, depression, or stress. 20 to 25%. That's one in five. One in five kids at your primary school suffer with anxiety, fear, or depression. It's crazy. And you can be a part of helping set people free by going, I'm going to think the way God does. So here's what we're going to do. As I'm going to get into something in a minute, uh, I got into this too early, but anyway, that's just who I am. I want to show you uh, a, a video, and this video is going to change your life. It's called Stop and Listen to Your Mum. And it's about kids letting your mind be dominated by the Spirit, letting your mind be dominated by what does God say. And God says, children, honor your parents. I know it's not what you want to hear. I know you're like, that's a total bummer on my day today. But the good news is, is it's one of the only commandments that has a blessing it says that when you do it you live a long life and things will go well with you who doesn't want to get in trouble anymore just listen to your mum it's really that simple it's amazing listen to mum don't get in trouble listen to mum don't get in trouble don't listen to mum get in trouble it's a pretty simple equation this song is going to bless you sit back relax and enjoy it goes a bit like this Sitting at the table eating rice. 
to be a ninja with his knife. Mom comes in, says, put that down. No point arguing now. Stop and listen to your mom. Boy is sitting in the backseat picking his nose. His mother says, son, stop that. That's just gross. But it's really um Would you like to try some Stop and listen to your mom Stop and listen to your mom Honor your parents, everyone Wisdom comes from above Given to your mom by God So stop and listen to your mom Sandpit making noise When the neighbor's cat rudely wheeze on his toys Boy swings cat round by the tail You should have heard his mother wail Stop and listen to your mom Stop and listen to your mum. Life-changing. By the way, that was not a real cat, just in case you're wondering. That's on my DVD, free. Which is, funnily enough, not free. But anyway, um, I love making music resources. I want, I want people to be able to give my songs to a kid. A family doesn't know Jesus. And they don't look at it and go, that's lame. I want them to watch it and go, that's funny. That's for, wow. Yeah, I want my kids to stop and listen to me and realize this a lot of the values and morals we have in life come from the Word of God. For people to awaken their heart to that. And so tonight I want to talk really quickly about being a witness everywhere you go. And I'll, I want to give away something tonight. I want to look for, I want to look for someone under 12. Under 12. Sorry, Pastor Rob, you just miss out. You're 13. But I want to look for someone under 12 who's really listening because I want you to really listen in, kids. I don't want you to sit here and be like, because it's so easy to do that. And you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on the power of God coming alive in your heart. God wants to use you. God doesn't care how old you are. God used a boy to feed 5,000 people. Are you telling me there was no adults there that day that had any food? Maybe there was just no adults willing to give what they had. But there was a little boy who was willing. 
And he said, you can have what I've got. Jesus says, that's just perfect. He does a miracle. Because God only needs a little faith. He just needs you to not doubt. He just needs you to not live in unbelief. Faith and unbelief go in two opposite directions. We've got to be people who believe. So listen, I want to look for someone listening tonight. I want to, I want to share with you something really, really simple from the book of Hebrews. And God has been stirring my heart this last year. I've been following Jesus 25 years. I gave my life to Jesus when I was seven. 26 years. And I have walked past so many people that I felt the Holy Spirit stir my heart to talk to. And I haven't had the courage to talk to them. Because what if, what if they don't believe? Oh, I can just tell that person doesn't like God. I can just tell by the look of them. But what if you're the breakthrough they need? What if you're the only Jesus they'll ever meet? The only Bible they'll ever read? God, is people going to hell? And it never used to bother me. Because I've got my ticket to heaven. And awakened me. In the last year, God awakened me that when I get to heaven, it's too late to do anything about it. I'm going to get there and I'm going to go, oh my goodness, it was real. I mean, I knew it was real, but I didn't really live like it was real. And all these people that I love and cared about are in hell and it didn't have to be because I had the answer. And it should, it, it should bother us that we live in fear. And it's the weapon of the enemy. He wakes you up every day and he'll hit you over the head and say, you can't do it. No one's going to listen to you. You don't know enough about the Bible. You're just a kid. Oh, you can't talk about God at your workplace, at your school. But you can be a witness. Your whole life can be a witness everywhere you go. Look at this. I love this. From Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6. It says, keep your lives free from the love of money. Not free from money, but from the love of money. Or it's, and learn to be content. With what you have, it doesn't mean don't have a vision. Don't believe to grow. Don't believe God to prosper you. It just means in the season, be content with what you have. Stop whinging and moaning and blaming. I'll serve God one day when I get this. I'll get happy when I get this. Just be content with where you are, knowing God's your provision. God's my source. God's my source. God's my source. Your salary is not your only source. God is your source. God's going to provide. You might not be able to afford to pay off your house for 50 years, but God's your source. He'll pay you off. God is going to help you. God's going to bless you. The cattle on a thousand hills are His. But you've got to know the Word of God. And look at this. It says, because. Here's why you can keep your life free from the love of money and be content. Because God has said, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'm never going to forget about you kids. You are so precious to God. Look at me. You are so precious to Him. You, 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 especially you. You're so precious to Him. He loves you and He wants you to know, I'm never going to forget about you. You can trust me. So look at this. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my, what is He? He's your helper. Another version says, He's your comforter. When you feel uncomfortable, God wants to be your comforter. Go talk to someone about it. Go tell that person how much I love them. Go bless that person with $100. Oh, Lord, I don't have much money on me this week. We need to pay. God's told you to do it. 
God's going to make provision in your life. God's going to do something powerful. Hey, you know what? There's a kid who's brand new at school. That girl's brand new at school today. She's got no friends. Stop playing with your friends today. Go and love on her. Oh, but then I'm going to miss out with it. God wants to use you to help other people so that they'll see Jesus in you and go, wow. So the Lord is my helper. Look at this. Because he's my helper, I will not be afraid. I won't. Because he is my helper. God's going to help you. God's going to help you. What can mere mortals? another version says, what can man? What can he do to me? What's the worst that could happen? Someone might laugh at you. They might say, no, I'm not interested. But if the Holy Spirit stirs your heart, God's going to go into bat for you. God is going to go on your behalf. God is not sitting in heaven going, watch this, angels. Hey, Sean, go bless that person with a thousand bucks. Oh, God, we don't, we don't have heat. That's, that's pretty well all we've got. Watch this. When he gives it, we're just going to laugh and God, we're not going to give him any more. That's not how God works. The Bible says the just will live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. God's going to do it. He wants us to step out in faith and trust Him. We need our life to be a witness everywhere we go. I was on a plane just a few weeks ago to South Africa, sitting next to a, a girl, and maybe about, she looked about 27, 28, and we were flying from, from Sydney to Johannesburg, so it's a 13-hour flight. And we're about an hour and a half in. Holy Spirit, as I'm always like, God, lead me to prepared people. Because, you know, you can talk to someone about Jesus, and I'm not interested. But God, stir my heart for people who you've been preparing. People that you've been stirring their heart. They're looking for something. They're going through something. Stir my heart. I don't want to just give finance to someone. I want to sow into good soil. I want to sow into good soil. So this is what I did. Holy Spirit says, sure, I need to tell her about Jesus. And I'm like, first thing, first thought. I've got to sit next to this girl for 12 more hours. If, she, if the conversation doesn't go well, it's going to be really awkward. Do I want to do this? And I realize, am I going to let fear dominate me? Or maybe this girl's never heard Jesus in her life. Maybe I'm the only person who's ever going to tell her. So I remembered this first. The Lord's my helper. God, you're my comforter. So I said, hey, how you doing? We talked about a few things. And she goes, oh, what do you do? I said, oh, I, I, I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm an evangelist. And she's like, oh. And straight away, the enemy says, see, she's not interested. But the Lord is my helper. He's my comforter. The Holy Spirit in you, he'll comfort you. And straight away, I wanted to say, devils, just shut up, Sean. Just shut up. She doesn't want to hear what you have to say. But the love of Christ is in me. And I can't help but let it overflow. Because I don't really care what she thinks about me anymore. God's helping me. And I said, oh, what do you think about Jesus? And she's like, um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not, not really religious. I'm not really into Jesus. I'm like, why not? He's amazing. Changed my life. Because you see, not many people meet people that are really excited about Jesus. We kind of like 
we kind of like feel like, oh, it's like kind of awkward about this. But I'm like, why wouldn't you want Jesus? He's awesome. He's amazing. He took your punishment. And I started to talk about it. And she's like, well, I don't really believe because, you know, my friends, I, I had one or two friends. They kind of went to church and it wasn't for me and, and this and that and the other. And I began to just talk to her about how amazing God is and how much he loves her. And, she's, and I said to her about the Bible and about how, you know, the, the Bible's been proven true and all these different things and evidence of the Bible. And she's like, I've, I've, I've never really thought about it like that before. Now, she didn't fall on her knees and give her life to Jesus. But next time she meets another Christian, she's going to remember me. She's going to remember that, that guy on the plane that was excited about Jesus. The same time as I went to the zoo a couple of weeks ago, and I'm standing in line ordering lunch. He order, just ordering lunch. So I'm going to line up at the canteen. And the guy in front of me, he orders eight hot dogs. He was really hungry. He had, he had a couple of kids. And he goes to pay, and the lady says, that'll be $36. And he goes, oh, yeah, here's my credit. She goes, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. We don't take credit card EPOS here. It's only cash. And he's like, oh. She's like, he's like, where's the nearest ATM? One kilometer that way. And straight away, Holy Spirit says, pay for his lunch. And I'm like, might be a little awkward. Yeah, first thing, straight away, I could be a little awkward. I'm going to like step in there in front of him like, dude, you might be offended. The Holy Spirit, Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Man, what he needs, what I have. Maybe no one's never told him. So I said, okay, God's my comforter. And this happens in the process of three seconds. I'm like, okay. I'm like, excuse me, sir. I just, I'm a Christian. I just heard the, I just love to pay for your lunch today. He's like, what? I'm like, no, he's like, why? I'm like, well, I'm a Christian and Jesus was so generous. He, he loved me incredibly and I, I can't help but be generous and I just love to bless you and pay for your lunch. He couldn't believe that a stranger would pay for his lunch. He's like, oh, I can just go walk a kilometer. I'm like, no, 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 please. Please let me pay for it. I'll be offended if you don't let me pay. And he's like, okay. He came over and he's like, thank you so much. He sent his kids over. Thank you so much, mister, for paying for our lunch. I don't know, maybe that guy's never heard about Jesus. Maybe he has. Maybe his only experience with God and church has been bad. But I guarantee you, next time he meets a Christian, he's going to think of me. And that's what we get to do. We get to be a witness everywhere. And I get to see people get saved. And some people, they're not interested. That's okay. I just still love them anyway. That is what it means to be a witness for Jesus everywhere you go. There's no excuse. You can go to school, you can go to work, you can be a housewife. Because if you live like the world, no one's going to come up to you. I was talking to an awesome man in the car park. If you live like everyone else, no one's going to come up to you and go, wow, there's something so different about you. We're all waiting for that epiphany moment. But it's not going to happen if you live like everybody else does. Jesus had a multitude of people following him. And it wasn't because he was giving away silver and gold. It wasn't because he had bouncy castles and free fairy floss for the kids. Right? Come on. People followed Jesus because he was different. He did something they didn't have. And what's the first thing that people say when does that end? Oh, I thought Christians were supposed to be generous. I thought Christians were, you know, someone cuts you off in traffic. I'm a Christian. Jesus, but I forgot him on the way home in the car. 
And it's, I get it. We all mess up. But this is why we've got to renew our mind. That's not who I am. Um, I'm set free from the law of sin and death. I'm under the law of the spirit of life. Last night, I got home from a concert. Uh, we, were, we were sitting down again to have pizza, and I just felt violently ill. Like I was about to vomit. I had to go back. I felt so sick. Went back to my room. I literally, I was going to throw up. I felt so sick. And I'm like, Romans 8, 2 says, the law of the spirit of life has set me free from the law of sin and death. Peter, verse Peter chapter 2 says, by his stripes I was healed. I didn't feel like it, so I began to speak it. I thank you, Father, that I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Stomach, I speak to you in the name of Jesus. I command you to be made well. Now, I didn't feel well straight away, but I just began to speak it. I just speak it. No, I don't care what I feel. I know what's true. Jesus paid a high price for me to live free from sickness, for me to live out of poverty. And guess what? I lay down on the bed, and I'm just speaking truth. I'm speaking the word. I am well in Christ. He healed all my sickness, all my disease. I'm quoting the word. I'm lying in bed and the Holy Spirit says, get up in faith. Get up and go. So I said, in the name of Jesus, I believe that I received my healing. I got out of bed. I walked up to the house and it's gone. You know why? It's not because I'm amazing. Just because Jesus is real and the word of God is true and you can speak it. But you've got to believe it. I want to show you one last verse from Romans 4, verse 17, as we close. And I, I could share with you so many amazing testimonies. We've seen God cancel. I had a debt for, I had a, an accountant call me three months ago, four months ago, and say, Sean, uh, just calling to tell you that we've been doing your books for the last seven years, and we realize that we have undercharged you over the past seven years by a significant amount. And he goes, we actually worked out, you owe us $14,000. Now, I want to tell you, my flesh rose up and wanted to go, I don't owe you $14,000. How dare you call me up and tell me that I owe you $14,000. That's your problem that you didn't charge me. But I represent Jesus everywhere I go. And they know I'm Christian. They know I follow Jesus. So Holy Spirit, renew my mind. Renew my mind. God's got it. He's my source. He's my provision. When you begin to speak it, you begin to believe it. I didn't get mad. I didn't get angry. And this is not a, a praise Sean party. This is telling you the word of God is true. It's living. It's alive. It's active. It really works when you speak what you believe. Look at this. I'm going to finish my story in a minute. It says, look at this. As is written, I've made you a father of many nations, talking about the promise to Abraham. He is the father in the sight of God in whom he believed. The God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which were not. The God who gives life to something that's dead and calls those things that aren't. They don't even exist yet. God speaks about it as if it did. And so I just said, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that debt is canceled or you're going to provide the money supernaturally. I said, okay, no worries. If we owe it, we'll pay it. Hung up the phone. Straight away, the devil's like, you're never going to pay that. You're never going to be able to afford to pay. It's going to cost you everything. You have to sell your car. You have to do this. The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? 
you have to renew your mind every day. And I got good news. Every day I woke up, guess what? The devil hit me with the same baseball bat every morning. You're not going to do it. You can't do it. You're not going to do it. Fear, fear, fear. I'm like, I will not fear. I will not fear. He loves me. He loves me. He lo And sometimes that's all you can muster up the faith to say. He loves me. He loves me. And maybe you don't know the word of God enough. Just begin to speak. He loves me. He loves me. He paid a high price for me. I got good news for you. Because seven days later, he calls me back. And he says, you know what? We had a board meeting. We have never done this, ever. I remember, I didn't complain. I told him I'll pay it if we owe it. I never called him again. He said, we had a board meeting. We've never done this ever for a client. But we decided we're just going to cancel your debt. Don't even worry about it. Right? Because God doesn't want you to live in fear. He set you free. You've got to choose to live in his freedom. So tonight, would you just bow your head for one moment? Now I've gone a little bit over my time tonight. I just want to finish up. You know, I know there might be someone here tonight that maybe you have never, ever made a decision to say yes to Jesus. You've never given your whole life to Jesus. Maybe you've liked the idea of Jesus. Maybe you thought you'd try a bit of Jesus out, but that's not how it works. God's a jealous God. He wants your whole life. He doesn't want just your heart. He wants everything. And I promise you, if you will put your trust in him, if you say, Jesus, I will give you my life. I need you. I've broken your law. I know I'm not good. I like to think that I'm good, but compared to your perfect law, I know I'm not good. And I know that, that eternity in hell is what the Bible says I deserve. It's what every person deserves. But Jesus came and he took my punishment on the cross. And he paid for my sin and his life's blood so that I could be eternally in heaven with God so that I could be a part of his perfect plan. I wouldn't have to live in fear or frustration. I can live in his peace and know life. And it all starts with choosing to surrender your life to Jesus. And right now, while no one's looking around, I would just love to pray for anyone who'd say, Sean, that's me. I need to get my life right with Jesus tonight. So on the count of three, if that's you, if you've never given your life to Jesus or you you have, but yet you know you're away from God and you, you would love to make that decision tonight to accept Jesus. Then on the count of three, while no one's looking, would you just raise your hand? I don't want to embarrass you. just want to pray for you. Are you ready? One, two, and three. Was there anyone tonight? I'd love to pray for you. God bless you. God bless you, sir, up the back. I see your hand. God bless you, ma'am. I see your hand. God bless you, precious so good. God bless. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else tonight? I don't want to miss you tonight. We'll wait for you. Say, so, Sean, that's me. Please pray for me. God bless you, man. God loves you so much. God bless you, sir, up the back. I see your hand. So good. Church, if you raised your hand tonight, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I'd love you to just repeat it after me in church. Would you repeat it out loud as well so no one feels uncomfortable? Would you just say, Jesus, thank you that you love me and you accept me as I am. Today I repent the things I've done wrong. I'm so sorry. 
that I've turned my back from you, God. But today I choose to give you my whole life, to surrender my pride and my mind and my words to you, Jesus. Make me a new person. Show me who I really am and change me from the inside out so that I can show others your amazing love. I love you, Jesus. Amen. So good. So good. God loves you so much tonight. Tonight I pray you be encouraged. God gives life to the dead. I don't know what's dead in your life. I don't know what you've given up on. But I'm telling you, I'm promising you, you've got to begin to renew your mind, to think like God. His Spirit lives in you. God, if you're sick, begin to speak. I am well. You speak to that. If it's your ears, if it's your feet. I've had trouble with my foot in my neck every day this past week. And every time it comes, I straight away, because you'll put up with what you can live with. You'll take a Panadol, because you can live with it. you go to the doctor, because you can live with it. But you don't have to. We just live with it, because we just, we water down Christianity, right? Because it's just easy. But every time my body gets sore, I say, foot in the name of Jesus, I command you that you are well. By his stripes, I am healed. And within a few minutes, it's gone. And it might come back again the next day, and I tell it the same thing. Because I'm telling my flesh, my spirit rules my body. My spirit rules my body. I tell my mind every day. God's promised us He's going to give us a debt-free house. I don't earn enough to have a debt-free house in the next 20 years. But it's not my problem to figure out how. My problem is to believe in faith that what God said, I'm going to have. God's promised He's going to bring kingdom partners who are going to support us and be a partner with us financially. I'm not going to go knock on people's doors and beg them to give. I'm just going to trust He's going to do it. Wherever we go, He's going to open schools. He's going to open doors for us to go. It's Him. And I want to encourage you the same. God wants to do the same in your life. Kids, I know tonight's been a, might have seemed like an up here message, but I'm telling you, God wants you to lift your expectation. God doesn't want you to go, well, I'm just a kid. No way. David was just a kid and he took out Goliath because the whole army was scared. Do you know why? Because David knew who he was. He had the Spirit of God in him. He's like, who are you to stand against the army of God? David knew how big God was. When you get how big God is, you'll laugh at the devil. You'll crush hell every single day. Because you'll be like, sickness? You got no hold on me in Jesus' name. That bill? You think you're going to give me a bad week, devil, because of that bill? My God's going to provide all my needs. This is not a motivational speech. This is the Word of God for someone tonight, for many people tonight, to live it out. And I live in a caravan. You don't need to have much. You just need to have faith and believe it. And you've got the measure of faith. Tonight, I want to bless someone. I saw there's a... Uh, there's a couple of people here tonight rocking out. But you, right here. Right here, you. Remember the one I told you you're amazing? You're amazing. This is for you. And if you've already got this, you come to my table at the back and we'll swap it for you, right? God loves you so much. You are so precious to me. 
So good. Church, thank you for having me tonight. It's been a pleasure to sow into your families this weekend. Thank you, introverts, for dancing with us tonight. I appreciate that. Have a fantastic week. Be a witness for Jesus wherever you go. Remember Hebrews 13, 5 and 6. The Lord's my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Be blessed, church. Thank you so much.